And then you can just find a comfortable seat, whatever that means for you, so that we can do a bit of breath work. Once you're settled into your seat, start to find a sense of an upright spine, but at the same time, a sense of softening. A lot of times what happens when we're seated is we tend to get rigid in our spine in order to keep it upright, but allowing the spine to really stack on itself so that you're using physics more than clenched muscles. So that the skeleton can soften and settle in to your seat. just become aware of your natural breathing this morning. Without adjusting it, just observe where the breath is going. What parts of the body are moving with the breath. the element of the heart. So as you breathe in this way, observe what parts of the body are moving. And if the breath is shallow in its natural form or if it's deep in its natural form. If the breath is shallow, see if you can relax the upper chest so that the breath drops.
becoming very aware of the heart center and the energetics of compassion, love, connection. And set an intention for your practice. And drawing the left hand to the high chest and the right hand to the belly. We'll begin the yogic breath. So the idea, just as review, I know we've done this together before, is to breathe in through the upper chest as if you're trying to inhale directly under that left hand. And on the exhales, exhaling from deep within the belly, using the belly to press the air out as if you're trying to exhale from beneath the right hand. You can feel the yin and yang balance here. So as the breath comes in, The upper chest activates and the belly stays soft to allow the breath to come in and then it's reversed on the way out. The belly contracts and the upper chest softens. Allow the mind to be totally absorbed in the breath. Totally absorbed in the act of respiration.
as you enjoy the last few rounds of breath here. A quote from Rumi, your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Next time you exhale, you can gently release. Find the hands come to wherever they're comfortable. And again, simply observing the natural flow of breath. Feeling the breath move along the spine. And then we'll begin our movements by finding our strap. So you can maintain your seat as it is, or you can sit in hero's pose. You can even put a block under your bum if you'd like. And whatever works out as a comfortable seat, you're going to extend the arms with the strap in the two hands. So your arms look kind of like a letter V, and the strap is taut. So the idea is you want to keep the strap taut as you move which means you might have to adjust your hands once you get started, depending on the tension that you find in your shoulders. So on the inhale, the arms draw up and overhead. On the exhale, the arms start to move behind the head. So this is where we find that little point of resistance and might have to adjust the strap. So you don't want your elbows to buckle and you don't want the strap to buckle. And then once the arms are all the way behind the back, same breath cycle, inhale to lift and exhale to come up and over. So arms and shoulders are an extension of our heart. It's the way that we express our heart through giving, through receiving. They connect us to the world around us, connect us to our own bodies. It's the way that we touch others and ourselves. So as you move and breathe, observe any restrictions that you feel in your shoulders. We're all human. We're going to have some sort of restriction going on. So instead of blaming or shaming the restriction, just be aware of it and be present for it. 
Healing is something that we experience in the heart. Just a few more rounds. Notice how the shoulders begin to feel the work. You might even feel what we call a classic muscle burn starting to happen. Did you feel the work in the shoulders? Make sure it's the breath that's moving your body. Next time that the strap comes in front, just set it off to the side. And again, let the arms rest. So hands rest somewhere and find your natural breathing. Allowing the shoulders to soften completely. Draw the right arm underneath of the left for Garudasana arms or Eagle Pose arms. So once you have the elbows hooked, you can either simply press the forearms toward one another. I already feel a stretch in my shoulders when I start to do that. Or if it's available, you can weave the hands together, but definitely don't force it. And then when you're ready, think about dropping the tailbone down. And from the rooted tailbone, inhale, draw the elbows up toward the ceiling. Keep rooting the tailbone down. And on an exhale, gently press the hands away from the face. You'll feel how that helps to change the shoulder stretch. So you can use that as a, a lever that can adjust whether you want it deeper or lighter. And just breathing here. And gently release the arms. We're going to be revisiting these handholds throughout the practice. So this is just kind of to get you familiar with them. So we're going to inhale and draw the arms up. And this time you're going to cross so that you have, oh, excuse me, turn the palms out first. And then cross so you have your right wrist in front. And bring the palms together. And then depending on what flexibility you have available in your shoulders, you might have to bend your elbows a bit and draw the elbows back toward the ears. And then from there, start to press the palms into one another and reach the fingertips up toward the ceiling. Your arms might straighten a little, they might not. Keep your tailbone rooted so that you're not compressing your low back. Use the breath. 
exhale, release the arms. Hands come around behind the back. Interweave the fingers however feels natural for you. And then from there, you want to think about drawing your shoulder blades onto your spine. Now, that might be as far as you go, and that's what's comfortable. I already feel a stretch in my, my chest muscles, so that's totally fine. Otherwise, if there is space, you can start to push the hands down past the tailbone toward the floor. And again, think about rooting your tailbone. So we're going to be doing quite a bit of backbending today. And it's really important in all backbends that your tailbone is long. Otherwise, you end up back crunching. From that rooted tailbone, inhale, draw up through the front of your armpits. Let the collarbones soften. And stay long in the sides of the neck. Your head might naturally look up, it might not, but think about lengthening the sides of the neck up through the ears. Exhale, gently release. We're going to try that all on the left side. So you're going to bring your left arm under for Garudasana or Eagle Arms. And again, whatever position the arms end up taking, think about the elbows moving up on an inhale. Tailbone is rooted. And then on an exhale, whenever your next exhale comes, press the hands away from the face. Keep breathing into your upper back. Slowly release the arms. Inhale, arms sweep up. Exhale, turn the palms out and cross the left hand in front this time. Palms touch. From there, soften the elbows so you can move the arms back a bit. Root your tailbone down and then start to press palms together and reach the arms up. Almost feels like you start to sandwich your head after a while if your shoulders are open enough. So keep breathing here. Exhale, release the arms down. And then you'll catch the hands again behind the back. This time, interlace the opposite of how you normally would. So you have the opposite thumb on top. From there, think about bringing the shoulder blades in toward one another. If possible, the palms touch, but don't force it. And then start to press your hands down toward the earth. Tailbone is growing long. Inhale, draw up through the armpits. Soften the collarbones and draw the sides of the neck up through the ears. And 
and slowly release the arms. Take a couple of deep breaths in the shoulders. And so let's find our way to child's pose. So find your breath again, Keep reconnecting to breath. And then find your way up to all fours. We'll take a few rounds of cat-cow. Just to get the whole spine moving. So once you've found all fours, press the feet into the earth, press the hands into the earth, and then find a breath in. And on your exhale, curl in toward your navel. And on your inhale, open away from the navel. Keep this connection through the earth as you continue to move between cat and cow. Make sure it's the breath that's moving the body. Once you've got the movement and the breath down, start to really focus on the heart center and how it's affected in the movements of this posture. How the front of the heart opens as you come into cow posture and the back of the heart opens as you come into cat. Maybe even emphasizing the movements there. Keep pressing the floor away so that it's a grounded exploration in the body.
your way back to neutral. And as you find neutral, walk the hands forward. So you're going to keep your uh, hips right over top of your knees as much as possible. And walk your hands forward for Anahatasana or heart chakra pose. So that the heart starts to melt toward the floor. You may find that your elbows get close to the earth. They might even touch. So it'll feel like your booty's in the air because it is. And it's almost like a modified version of, of downward dog. So allowing the heart to really melt. You might have forehead or chin on the floor. And once you're there, start to press your palms down so it feels like your elbows are lifting. Gently broaden your collarbones. And almost allowing it to feel like there's a weight on your back, gently pressing the heart toward the earth. elbows touch down, start to slide toward the hands, come all the way down to the floor. Let the forehead rest on the earth for a moment. And we're going to take a variation of um, locust pose this morning. So depending on what's going on in your shoulders and such will depend on how you practice the pose. So start by extending the arms alongside of the body and turn the palms down. And then think about your feet And press the little toe edge of the foot into the earth. Lengthen your tailbone down between the legs like it's trying to touch the floor. And then use the sides of your body to draw the chest and the head away from the earth. So as much as possible, emphasize the side of the body doing the lifting, sides rather. Keeping the spine soft so it receives. Now what you can do with the arms is either extend the arms away from the floor and back toward your feet, or you can interlace the hands at the low back. Again, slide the shoulder blades onto the spine and reach the hands past the tailbone, kind of like we were doing when we were seated earlier. Keep pressing little toes into the floor and lengthening your tailbone. And then on an exhale, come down. And on an inhale, pull through the front layer of the body to come away from the floor. And take child's pose. Just breathing here. Making your way up downward facing dog. So down dog won't be a main emphasis of our practice today, but just because it's our first one, we'll review alignment. So hands are slightly wider than shoulders and fingers are turned slightly out. Inner hands are doing the main work of the pose. They're pushing the floor away strongly. We're spreading the base of the throat so the channel between the head and heart is open. 
The heels are heavy with gravity. The kneecaps are rising. And the side waist is moving up the sides of the body into the armpits. Face is soft. Inner legs are drawing up into the pelvis. Outer legs are drawing down to the ankles. And on your next breath in, draw the right leg toward the ceiling. And on your out breath, nose to knee and bring that foot all the way through to the hands. Once the foot lands, lower the back knee down for now. Releasing the toes, and we're just going to find the hip stretch since it's our first time in the lunge. So let the hips sink, and let the head gently drop. Walk the hands up to the front thigh. So if you need to back out of the stretch a bit for stability, feel free to do that so that you're stable. And once you're up, you want to think about pressing the bones of the feet down, inserting the front thigh into the hip socket so it's like you're pulling the front thigh straight back. That'll help square the hips. And again, integrate your tailbone so that it's reaching down toward the earth and slightly under your body. And depending on what you're feeling, you can either take um, Garudasan arms, which was the eagle with right arm under on this round, or you can interlace the hands, shoulder blades together, and again, tailbone and hands anchor toward earth, and the inhale pulls the front of the armpits up, sides of the neck lengthen. Of course, if none of the above is working out, hands can always rest on the thigh. You can work on grounding, or hands can be at heart to connect to your own heart center. Now find a breath in, and then on your out breath, tailbone is like your brakes as you come down. Find the floor with your hands. <clears throat> we'll curl the back toes under. Use the thigh bone to lift the knee away from the floor. And then use that same thigh to pull back into downward facing dog. Two deep breaths here. Keep pushing the floor away with the hands, spreading the base of the throat. Heels heavy, kneecaps floating upward. Side waist pulling into the armpits. And then on an inhale, the left leg rises. And on an exhale, nose to knee to bring that foot through to the hands. Lower the back knee down. Release the toes. And then just finding the hip stretch to begin with. 
Letting your hips sink and the head gently hang. the hands up to the front thigh. So again, if you need to back out of the stretch a bit to do that in a stable manner, then do so. Once you're all the way up, think about pressing the bones of the feet down. Drawing the left femur bone straight back into the hip. Tailbone is anchoring. And again, you can either hook the left elbow under and find Garudasan variation or hands behind the back, interlace them opposite of your normal way of doing it. Tailbone and hands root. Armpits draw up on the in-breath. Staying long in the sides of the neck. Deep breath in. Exhale, hands find the earth. Use the back thigh to pull the knee away from the floor. Inhale. And on your exhale, pull through the back leg to come to downward facing dog once again. slowly walk the feet all the way up to the hands, taking as many little steps as you'd like, like a walking meditation. And once your feet <laughs> find your hands, pause there. So if possible, big toes touch and there's a little space between the heels. If not, feet can be a little wider, but the big toes are always turned slightly in. Inhale, gently draw the front of your armpits forward. Knees are soft. And then on your exhale, fold over the legs. And so again, we're breathing here. Hips are moving forward. Heels are pressing down. The toes soft. The inner legs are moving into the base of the pelvis. The outer legs are grounding into the ankles. Sides of the waist, chest, and neck are soft. The collarbones are gently widening. Now, if possible, Interlace the hands at the low back. If it's not possible, just bring your hands to your hips. If you have your hands interlaced, pull the shoulder blades onto the spine again. And start to press the hands toward the ceiling and maybe slightly toward the back of the head. Do your best not to strain. 
Keep the legs steady and stable. Soften the knees up a bit more. Pull your heart forward, almost like a skier going downhill. And once you feel your spine move into the heart center, then press into the feet, pull through the tailbone, and come all the way up. Keep pushing down through the feet, pulling down through the tailbone. Inhale, draw up through the front of the armpits. Exhale, bring the hands together at the heart. Breathing here. Keep pressing feet into floor. So as we explore the barriers that we're finding in our bodies this morning, it gives us a chance to notice our self-talk, whether we're speaking in a loving way or not. So let that be part of your love exploration this morning. Starting to dissolve any barriers that we have toward loving ourselves fully. And inhale, we'll draw the arms up. Keep breathing. Several choices. You can bring the right arm down to the right thigh to support in the side bend, or you can bring palms together. Third choice is to take that hand position we tried earlier in practice when we were seated. Turning the palms out, taking the right wrist in front, and pressing the palms together. Again, with bent elbows, the elbows move back by the ears. And then... Elbows press in toward the ears so the hands move upward. Now wherever you are, root the tailbone, root the feet, and pull the inner legs up into the base of your pelvis. And then find a big breath in, and on your exhale, gently side bend to the right. Breathing here. Keep your base steady just as you prepped it. And think about lengthening up the sideways through the front of your armpits. Make sure you've chosen something that doesn't create strain. So we're still in that place of stira sukham asanam. The posture should be steady and easeful. Shouldn't feel like we're striving. And then use the downward press of your feet to pull back up through center. And exhale, go over to the other side. Breathing. If you have palms together at all, you're pressing elbows in toward ears. Push into the feet. Inhale, rise. Exhale, release the arms down. And inhale, draw the arms back up. Exhale, soft knees hinge all the way forward, folding in. Gently find a half lift, drawing armpits forward and hip creases back. Exhale, fold in. We're going to walk it back and find our way to down dog. Mindful of your self-talk 
and then inhale, bring the knees down. Exhale, get situated on all fours, press floor away. Inhale, prepare, and exhale, cat pose. Inhale, cow tilt. A few more rounds with breaths. Stay grounded in your exploration, pressing the floor with all four limbs. Just making your way back to neutral. Again, we'll walk the hands forward, keeping the hips right over the knees, Anahatasan, heart chakra pose, letting the heart melt earthward. And even though the elbows might touch the floor, press the palms down so it feels like the elbows and forearms are trying to lift. And at the same time, the heart is trying to sink down. Elbows find the floor and slide forward. As you find the earth, take the arms alongside of the body and prep the lower body for locust posture. So little toes press down firmly. You'll feel the kneecaps lift, just like in down dog. Tailbone reaches down between the legs to the floor. And the side body draws away from the earth Gently exposing the heart and the head. Now again, you can just reach the arms back, collarbones wide, or you can interlace the hands. Either way, keep rooting the tailbone. Let it grow longer and longer. And as the tailbone finds its length, length rather, the buttocks are able to soften so that there's no clenching of the sacrum. Find a breath in, soften face. Exhale, lower down. Hands under shoulders. On your inhale, pull through the front layer of the body to come up to all fours. And again, child's pose. Take a short rest, breathing there. Downward facing dog.
inhale, gently draw the right leg toward the ceiling. And on the exhale, nose to knee, draw the foot through. Lower the back knee down. And once you're steady, walk the hands up to the front thigh. Again, grounding through the feet. Anchoring the front thigh bone, the tailbone. And then again, you can either choose to meditate with Anahata, or rather uh, Anjali Mudra at the heart, or eagle arms, right arm under, or interlace the hands at the low back. If you're interlacing the hands, tailbone is reaching down, hands are reaching down, front of the armpits rise on an in-breath. And if you can recall the inner leg line work, you can apply that to help channel the energy upward into the heart. One more full breath. Exhale, find the floor. So this time we're going to travel forward. So shift your weight into the front foot. Push down into that foot to lift off. Try to make the front foot do the work to bring the back leg forward. Feet come together. Find your half lift, breathing in. And you fold as you're breathing out. Stabilize the lower body. And then interlace the hands behind the back. Again, you can always just put hands to hips if needed. If you've got hands interlaced, pull the shoulder blades onto the spine. Start to extend the arms upward and slightly toward the head. Steady breaths. Keep drawing the inner leg, the lines up into the base of the pelvis. Either hands to hips or keeping the arms as they are. Soften your knees up and pull the heart forward until you feel the spine moving into the heart center. Once you're there, push into the feet, pull through the tailbone, come the rest of the way up. Reach up through the front of the armpits, down through feet and tail. And then exhale, hands come together at heart. Breathe. Inhale, the arms draw up. So again, we have the choice. Either right arm will come down on the thigh. We can bring palms together. Or this time, left wrist would be in front. So the palms are flipped and they're touching together. Either way, press elbows into ears if your hands are together. Press down into the feet. Pull down through the tailbone. Inhale, lengthen up. And exhale to your right, gently side bending. Keep grounding through the feet and pulling up through the inner legs.
Use the feet to inhale, rise up. And exhale, go over to the left. Steady in your base. Use the feet, inhale, rise up. Exhale, let the arms release. Inhale, let them float back up. Exhale, soft knees, hinge forward, fold all the way in. Find your half lift, breathing in. And on your exhale, walk it back gently, downward facing dog. Find the knees to the earth. And again, walk the hands back so that you're steady with wrist under shoulders, knees under hips. And once you're there, ground through all fours, breath in. And then on your exhale, again, cat pose, emphasizing the heart center. Inhale, open up. And exhale, curl in. Just a few more rounds with breath. your way back to neutral. Again, Anahatasan. Walk the hands forward. Hips stay over knees as the heart melts. Press the palms down so that it feels like the elbows and forearms are trying to lift. Heart very heavy. Elbows drop and slide forward. Again, locust pose. Arms, <coughs> excuse me, arms alongside of the body. Press down through the outer feet, lengthen through the tailbone, and then use the side body to lift. Maybe the arms extend back, maybe the hands interlace. Either way, do your best not to clench the buttocks. Instead, think about growing your tailbone long. Pressing through the outer feet. Receiving the spine into the heart center. Exhale, lowering down. 
And on an inhale, pull through the front layer of the body to rise up. And again, find child's pose. Just a few breaths there. Inhale, the left leg rises. And on your exhale, nose to knee to bring that foot through. And as the foot lands, again, lower the back knee down and walk the hands up. And as you get steady, again, draw the thigh bone back into the hip socket. The tailbone roots. The side waist draws up through the armpits. And either hands in Anjali Mudra, Garudasan with left elbow under, or interlace the hands. So as you're interlacing hands, tailbone and hands are pulling down. Inhale, armpits are drawing up. Wherever you are, breathe into your heart center. On your next exhale, hands find the floor. So again, we're going to travel forward. So lean into your front foot, push down into it to bring the back foot forward. Once the feet are together, inhale, find your half lift. And exhale to fold forward. So again, once you're in your forward bend, maybe interlacing the hands behind the back. Maybe try opposite interlace if that's possible. And... Again, start to draw shoulder blades onto the spine. Hands are pressing towards ceiling and slightly toward the head. Keep your hands on hips or keep the hands as they are in the interlace and inhale, draw the heart forward, sinking into the knees a bit like a skier. Exhale, pause there. And then on your inhale, come all the way up, push into the feet, lift through the front of the armpits and down through tailbone and hands. And exhale, bring hands together at heart, breathing.
Inhale, draw both arms up. And this time we'll just exhale and hinge forward. So bend the knees and hinge from the large joints of your body. Once you're folded all the way in, find a half lift. Breathe in. And a fold as you're breathing out. Good. So as we hang out here this time, you can keep hands at the floor. And again, work through the legs. Or you can hook your right elbow under your left and have eagle variation arms here to help draw the spinal column earthward. Just be mindful to make sure your collarbones stay wide so the shoulders aren't really crashing into the neck. And if you just take eagle variation, go ahead and switch the elbows. Just a few more breaths here. release and let's walk it back downward facing dog. Breathing in downward dog. Again applying what you know about the pose, what you know about your body. to the earth, child's pose, take a short rest. to seated, just comfortable cross legs. And once you find a comfortable seat again, adjusting your spine so that you find a sense of uprightness without rigidity. intention that you set at the beginning of practice. We begin the first stage of metta or loving kindness practice.
Envision yourself. And begin to wish yourself well. May I be well. May I be happy. May I be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. May I be well. May I be happy. May I be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. And as you do this, see yourself well, happy, and free. Then bring to mind now someone that you're very fond of. And begin the same process of wishing them well. May you be well. May you be happy. May you be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. May you be well. May you be happy. May you be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. see this person well, happy, and free.
bring to mind a neutral person, someone that you might pass in your day-to-day -day activities, someone that you don't have particularly strong feelings toward one way or the other. And begin to wish them well. May you be well. May you be happy. May you be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. May you be well. May you be happy. May you be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. Now move your attention to a challenging person. Someone that when you think of them, you might feel yourself becoming ungrounded or remembering frustrations. Picture this challenging person and begin to wish them well. May you be well. May you be happy. May you be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. May you be well. May you be happy. May you be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. See this person well, happy, and free.
now bring in all four people, yourself, the person you're very fond of, the neutral person, and the person who challenges you. See them all four together. And begin to wish all four well. May you be well. May you be happy. May you be free from suffering, the causes of suffering. May you be well. May you be happy. May you be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. Begin to expand your well-wishing out beyond those four people to include this room. May you be well. May you be happy. May you be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. Expand that circle to include all the people in this building, the ones we're aware of and not aware of. May you be well. May you be happy. May you be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. Expanding the circle out to the entire block. to the whole neighborhood. The whole east side. Expanding the circle, the whole city.
peaceful state. The whole Midwest. country. Moving out beyond our borders of familiarity into the surrounding countries, to the north and to the south. Circling the globe, the east, the west. Remembering as well the nations that live within the ocean, in the forests, in the air. Feel your well wishing expands even beyond this planet into the cosmos, the connections that we may or may not be aware are there. Expanding loving kindness in all directions. all beings experiencing a state of well-being, happiness, and freedom. go and gently returning to breath. We'll end with another quote from Rumi. The wound is the place where the light enters you. become aware of in your own system, your energetics, your body, your emotions, your mind. Those spaces that might be called a wound, these spaces to let light in. together at your heart. Acknowledge your own efforts for taking the time to experience yourself more fully this morning. To be present to who you are, 
in your own life process and how that affects the planet. Knowing that what you've cultivated will expand out into the world, permeating all that you do, all that you are, and all that you're becoming. Thank you so much. Namaste.